anybody, and welcome to uh, the episode four of Four Color Ultrasound. It should be Landmark, because it's four, four color, but it'll never happen again, so this is it. And uh, I'm your host, Dieter. <laughs> With me is... Mike. Yeah, and uh, here we are again for your listening pleasure uh, podcast, where just go over a few comic books, which have so far been only DC, and... Uh, mainly dc and we talk about them and then mike does something with the news which is i don't know pretty good <laughs> i like it so yeah right into it uh what was the first book of the week what do you talk about you pick well let's talk about deceased since the party we cut out before this podcast started <laughs> we started talking about deceased oh yeah well deceased so this week deceased number three written by uh tom taylor Always confused with Tim Taylor. <laughs> but uh, I don't know why. I guess because it's so close to the same name. But they don't... He's never inter- He's never put Binford tools into his... Uh... <laughs> I wonder why not. So it's Tim the two-man Taylor, but then it'll be Tom the... Comic well, man. Comic Taylor. man Taylor. Uh, yeah. And go. then, oh, but yeah. So the artist also was uh, Trevor Harsine? Hair sign. Sure. Sure. And then yeah, Rain uh, Barreto is the colorist, because I like been, the colorists. Have they been doing the same artist the whole time? I think so. can't remember. This one seemed a little different, but I didn't go back either. I thought the first one was a lot more uh, gruff, scratchy. Are you checking? Are no, you fun enough for you. Are you eating a Snickers bar? I'm eating a Snickers bar. Yeah. It's either, it's either rustling papers or clicking, insistent clicking. Choose your poison. It was, uh, yeah, looking for the comics, but I'll just use the good old Google to figure this out. Oh, Jesus. This is terrible radio. This is the first issue. Anyway, while you figure that out, it's a quick synopsis. Batman's finally dead, believe it or not. (laughs) (laughs) I was so hoping it would, I was so hoping it would end with Batman dying again. (laughs) The first. Just to hear your reaction. I wish, but no, I was was actually quite upset, I think, from the get with, uh, Batman being actually dead. And then, so it continues, story continues slightly with uh, Joker actually being infected. That was a cliffhanger as well. Harley on the run. She runs into the Birds of Prey zombies. And then, uh, you know, we it shoots down to Atlantis. Arthur is infected as well. And that Mira seems to take care of just the people that become infected around her. I don't think Arthur's actually taken care of. And then uh, Superman finds out that his uh, dad, oh, poor Pa, Pa Kent, has become infected. And that is literally where the episode ends. Like, that is it. That is that is all that happens. Not much. Just a lot of looky-looky. This guy's now like a zombie almost type of stuff. If that's what you're into, which is what Mike is into. Yeah, but it was also, yeah, so it was all that, but it was mostly an issue of Superman, him deciding what he's supposed to do. I think the whole point of it was he's trying to help everybody else out before he goes to help his family out. And they hint that at the end there, if he had gone straight to his dad, he may have been able to save him before he turned to the zombie, even though there's no hint of that because he's already locked in the basement under where his Superman's ship was always kept in the barn. At the trapdoor underneath. 
He says, <clears throat> but I think the assumption here is if he didn't save everybody else, he could have saved his dad. He says, re. So I was a little touching there. <clears throat> re. When he comes out, he like reaches for Superman. Re. I don't know. I think that's an odd choice. Re. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Re. It's, it's a weird sound. Autistic screeching. <laughs> Why is it art- autistic? <laughs> that's a meme on the internet. I guess you're not hip with it. No, I'm not hip. All right. Or with anything. Yeah. See, I was trying to... But yeah, not much of an issue. Uh, but compared to the first two, that's it. I don't know if there is like much of an overarching story here. If it really is just... Uh, meant to be like you know the scene like the cool scene with where the birds of prey showed up all zombified like that's pretty cool like that's what you get out of it right it's, yeah i mean i max- see where see where you're going with because it it's the uh third issue so it's because of this i'm sure they were dictated to make hey you need, if you're gonna do this you need five or at least six issues right to get one trade mm-hmm. and so here's the middle middle couple of issues where he doesn't they don't really have more story it's just showing that everybody's zombies yeah, and like I said, showing Superman having to that's, do his I think that's deal. been every issue. And then it's like, you also get the double page spread of Arthur killing Garth. And it's like, that's super bloody, super like, there's hella dead bodies floating in the background. It's kind of dope. There's like dead sharks, alive sharks. We don't know. I think they're alive. I think they're just eating the people. Yeah. They, yeah. I think it's, they're just eating the blood, right? <clears throat> it's a really cool scene. You got, I don't think that's Garth. That's one of the, a random character, isn't it? But he slices his throat uh, open. Yeah, because Garth doesn't have a helmet on, my bad, yeah. still. Oh, yeah, Garth died. He turns into a zombie as well, and Mira. All that is pretty cool, because, yeah, here he is, slices his throat open, he's just here bleeding to death, and then you've got Garth, when he turns into a zombie, tearing his own face open again. It's pretty cool. So they're underwater. What's Mira's force? Like, how does she propel water? I don't know. Is it telekinesis-type power? <laughs> I'll see there. Well, she uses... Thank you. She uses her uh, hand. Telekinesis, mm-hmm. you would think, would be like her mind, right? Mm-hmm. And then it says... <laughs> making you feel like it's air. Oh, did it ever... That's another thing we could figure out. See? If we were better people, or if we even mentioned where you could contact us, if you were actually listening to this and you knew the answer, <laughs> you could inform us. But I don't know. I don't think we're ready for that yet. I mean, if you, it's not hard to find it. It's out there. Just look. <laughs> if, <laughs> what, you really, to find us? if you really want to be a fan of the show, you try to find us. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, and then you're right. Superman's like, oh, oh, geez. Oh, gee whiz. Well, no, he doesn't say because it's the narrator. And I believe the narrator's Lois. I don't know. That's a guess. Only because it's in that newspaper. Mm-hmm. And she has to survive. So it's like. Yeah, so I don't know. So, I, didn't, I don't know. It was all right, but three more issues I think are going to be exactly like this, and it'll just end on a. I think it's going to be pretty down note, right? Oh yeah, I, it's Tom Taylor. Uh, when he did, he did Injustice, and it was all about them fighting each other, right? And how different can he make everything be? <clears throat> and in this, I just think, yeah, like you said, it's his opportunity to kill as many people as possible in the DC universe, and. Uh, end on a down note if possible. Yeah, well, you're probably right. So well, that could bring us but, to... Uh, oh, Before we do say? that, because you asked about the art. So the art on the DC Comics website for issue one, art by James Heron, 
Stefano Guadiano and Trevor Harrison. So I have to look further to see which, who did what. But Guadiano is the inker on this one. Harrison was a penciler. And then Barreto is a colorist. So I wonder if Harrison was the... I think Heron on the... It looks like on the cover, Heron uh, was... Oh, he's named third. So the colorist changed from... Looks like Heron to Barreto. I don't know, either that or or Harrison and Barreto, I mean, and Heron switched off on the uh, penciling. So I wonder if, like, in the middle of the, fir- the first issue, Heron's like, I don't like blood. And he stopped. He's like, I'm not drawing anymore. And Harrison said, I'll finish it all off. And that's why it looks different. But they did make a change of some sort. That's ridiculous. <laughs> What's ridiculous? The fact they changed in the sixth issue. Yeah, I don't know, but it changed. Yeah, so you're right. I ha- did you? What did you look? I have the actual page numbering that they both drew independently. Okay. It seems Harris signed it pages one through six, and then of oh, issue one, Guardino, yeah, did fifteen through twenty six. But then who did the middle of the book? Oh, Her- James Harris signed. No, Heron. He did seven through fourteen. So they all did a little bit in the first issue. Yeah. Okay. And then in the second issue, that's what I mean. I thought it looked different. Yeah. Definitely in this time. But uh, I don't know. Do you care about the second issue? No, it's fine. But yeah, definitely. So, <clears throat> more pointing out that yeah, you're right that it did change. Yeah. And well, there you go. Point, one, one thing I don't if point you're out, pointing though, out that I'm right, what? Then you, if you're pointing out again that I'm right, then you can certainly point. There you out go. If you were wrong, much, I wouldn't say anything. Point out as much <laughs> as you'd like. <laughs> But, sorry, the one thing I did want to point out here, did you notice um, his bat plane in this? <laughs> it's a giant cowl. <laughs> the one that, when uh, Alfred's flying it, when all the zombies are looking up. Does it, when the zombies... Look oh, at yeah, Paige. I don't know. Oh, you're absolutely right. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's the first time I've seen. <laughs> it's just a giant flying cowl. I kind of like that better than bat shape. That is pretty neat. But you just, it's only from like that one angle. Like Other than that, it's like... Is that... Because if you're not right exactly like underneath it, you'd probably miss it, right? Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you'd miss it. Like, what is that? You look at it straight underneath. Oh wow, it's Batman flying, <laughs> or half of Batman flying. Then I thought it's kind of funny. The engineering nightmare that is like, <laughs> no, start with it looking like a cowl when you're directly underneath it. I don't care about anything else. <laughs> that conversation between him and uh, what, what's his name, uh, Lucius Luke? Fox. Lucius, yeah, Lucius Fox. <laughs> no, it's got to look like a cowl, but sir. This doesn't work. <laughs> it will not fly. So, uh, as always, or since it was so popular last week, <laughs> and by popular I mean since we, we did it. <laughs> and, and we enjoyed it. That's all that matters. Uh, you could do Always Judge a cover by its story. There you go. Did you, hey, did you get uh, a variant? Uh, I haven't gotten them yet, so I've, I'm just looking at all the... Uh, the, the digital one. Okay. And then, uh, okay, so yeah. Then it's the Justice... It's actually Batman and the Justice League fighting the anti... What is it? Anti-life equation horde. Mm-hmm. Batman's dead in this issue. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So Batman's punching... He's in the foreground punching a zombie in the face. 
Which, it's, like you said, if you wanted to pick this up and go, ooh, I want to see Batman punch zombies, that's not going to work. It's a bad beginning. And then Superman is... <laughs> this is my best part. This is my favorite part. This is Blowing the head off of uh, Power Girl, right? Yeah, in the background, he's using his uh, heat vision to fry her face. So I'm assuming she's a zombie there. I don't know. But it's great. Yeah. You don't know. She, that, that was zombie... That was Zombie Power Girl? <laughs> exactly. That was Zombie Power Girl? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so I don't know. For this one, I don't think Wonder Woman's in the issue, is she? No. And neither is Power Girl. Yeah, but I mean, like... Yeah. So it's like two, four... Four out of five aren't even in the issue? Correct. And, well, they are fighting the anti-life... Nobody's really fighting a horde. Nope, ever. there's no horde. Yeah, so this is this is, has to be a case where they said, "Oh, we're gonna make zombie uh, superheroes fighting zombies. Let's make a bunch of covers, and then get the story later." What if Power Girl shows up as a zombie later on, and Batman's still alive? Like, and this ruins the story of like issue five. Yeah, then it'll make the, the cover even worse, I guess. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you just ruined the whole story for me. I don't say. I love the. I really like the cover, but it does not help you tell you tell you what the story is about, or at least what happens in the story. It's about zombies, so I guess that works. But I give it a. So I mean, yeah, like a Jesus Christ, a one out of whatever this great. I don't even remember what we graded it <laughs> we out. Did, of. We didn't give it ratings, did we? I don't know. Well, this one's low, because except for the tooth flying out of the zombie that Batman's busting bare knuckle just a glove like I don't give I'll score it high for this for the cover itself but low for the story alright oh let's see what you did there as far as like pick up this issue because of the cover it's crap but yes just because Batman's punching a tooth out of somebody's skull it's like well that's pretty dope and Power Girl's getting her head (laughs) blasted for some reason Again, Look how DC. long her arm would have to be, unless her arm has also been blasted off, because like it's going, <laughs> that's a really long arm. It's extreme, like that. Yeah, that's dope. So yeah, I don't know. Good for them. That leads us in. Speaking of dope, just kidding. Lois <laughs> uh, <laughs> Lane, I guess number one. Yep. Why not? That's Why not? A good one. That's a good one. Have you ever read that before? Of course you haven't, because it's the first time it came out. But uh, <laughs> Greg Rucka and Mike <laughs> Mike Perkins uh, and yeah. Paul Mouse with the colors. Who cares about the I colors? I care. The colors, colors make a big deal, makes big difference. In the, You're absolutely you gotta get more respect. Right. You're what? absolutely right. They do actually. So this issue number one, Lois Lane. There's been Lois Lane books before. Have you ever read any previous Lois Lane? <laughs> actually, yes. Because so I guess I, I will get into it when this first came out. Because they're coming out with the Jimmy Olsen one, right? And they're calling it Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Hmm. And the original, and the original Lois Lane was Superman's girlfriend, Lois Lane. And I'm like, you know what? If you're gonna continue it, just make it Superman's wife, Lois Lane. And you know what's the big deal, right? But if you're gonna keep it Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. But then I realize you read any of those Superman's girlfriend, uh, Lois Lane. Every single story is about Superman, uh, Lois trying to get Superman to marry her. So you're not trying to evoke that it's the same story. <laughs> so I, I, I can see taking that off because this is just about Lois Lane. Those are, weren't very good books. Uh, the Superman's, uh, but the Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, was about him running around and 
I think he's, I think he fought the uh, new gods and he did a bunch of weird stuff, became a turtle, and he's going to do a bunch of the same stuff in the new book. So that's going to be a very strange book, but fun. Okay. Yeah, so this one, oh, you want to do this one or do you want me to do it since you love... What's it about? Because yeah. I love my the, Superman. The synopsis. I mean, yeah, I mean, I could do it, but... Well, people. so this is Lois Lane. It starts with her in a hotel writing a story with the maid cleaning the room. So I, before you go anywhere, <clears throat> if you, are you going to go through the whole thing instead of just synopsis? But if you're just going to start there, I always, I thought recently it was Tom King that made Lois the alcoholic, but is she straight up like an alcoholic? Like, apparently. Like, uh, is this a new thing or like, why is she like, cause in Tom King's, it was like, they were at the fair and she snuck alcohol in oh, and her right. and Catwoman got blasted. And then on the night of the, the bridesmaid, like, she got just she was like drinking her under the table but they were just like drinking everything and then in this it's like oh you want that that mini bar restocked mrs lane or miss lane you want even though you're married and we all know you're married to clark kent we still call you miss lane why is that yeah i i don't know it uh i don't i don't ever remember seeing her be an alcoholic in the past well just a quick synopsis and then we can get into it i guess would be that lois lane's writing stories again but it's like, this is kind of like a rip from the headlines, CSI, Law and Order type episode, right? Where they kind of touch, is this going to be the whole thing where they touch on topical? Because they're know. talking about this, her article is basically about, uh, you know, the it, migrant jail detention centers, right? It's detention centers and it's, they're talking about collusion. So it sounds like they're getting into all of Trump's, uh, everything that people don't like about Trump with the... Uh, Detention centers of migrants, and then the um, Russian collusion. collusion. Yeah. So right, that's so basically is... her blowing open a story. That's just like the first. So yeah, if you want to Correct. get into it more detailed than that, go ahead. But you know, that's that's it. It's the whole story is her taking Trump down <clears throat> without Trump being in the book. But mm. it's pretty obvious. And the title is at the end is "Enemy of the People," which is what Trump had said about the press being the enemy of the people. Yeah. They're not hiding what they're trying to do here. <clears throat> And this being now two weeks in a row, we get Superman, sexy Superman time, where Lois and Superman getting busy, <laughs> right? Yes. What is, they, I mean, they want you to know that Superman fucks. Like, I think, I think that's the whole point of this book was just the, those two pages, and the last week, <clears throat> and last week, and those other two books. Those other two books. Week. The whole point of it is that <laughs> Superman and Lois are married. Well, she he wasn't even he was doing underage uh what's her name in the in the other book? What was that? Remind what, me. What's her name? The younger Smallville girl. Oh Lana. Oh that's right. That was um Superman Year One. Lana, yeah. And then uh the question shows up in this book as well, but that's not like the question. That's Renee see I this this is where I'm confused too, because Renee Montoya, who was a cop in Gotham. And she started on um, the animated Batman the animated series, which actually she got she her first appearance was actually in the comics. But anyway, um, who are you arguing with right now? Myself. Okay. <laughs> I'm having okay. conversations with myself. You can you can leave if you want. This is um, not really arguing. Well, she was made for the cart. What I was reading, she was made for the animated series, but somehow she showed up like the first issue that she showed up in the comic came out before the issue the animated series episode came out 
So, in case somebody wants to tell me I'm wrong about where she first appeared. Uh, but at some point in her story, she became the question. And so, what I'm confused about is, where does this take place? And where's the continuity of everything? And can you... I don't know anything about the question. So, can you be the question one day and not the next? I, I'm, I'm kind of confused. Because the question showed up in in some other book during uh, Rebirth. Right? And it was the old question? Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm confused by that. Yeah, and I don't know any of the question's know. powers or what he is or anything. Or in this case, she. That's a lot of questions. That's a lot of questions, but she shows up. Yeah. As far as I know, everything I've seen with her, with him or her in it, <laughs> she they always mention question. Again, this what the hell happened? <laughs> Wrong question. Just so you know who it is. Yeah. Well, since this very minimalistic issue. I guess we could even go right into the, does the story, oh jeez, see I can't even get it right, <laughs> always judge a cover by its story, and it even has a question mark right there in the smoke coming out of the Superman logo, so it's obviously, this is, it's Lois Lane reading the newspaper, yeah, with a city in the background, and there's like a Superman logo's being burned into the thing, and the smoke is the question, so what does that tell you, what does that yep. I didn't even think about the question of smoke. That's a good point right there. I like that. Uh, I thought it was a shrimp at first. I was like, ooh, shrimp cocktail. <laughs> so if somebody burns a, a Superman shield into a pinch paper and it creates a shrimp smoke. <laughs> so for like so diehard die hard question fans would get that right away. They'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> I got to get this issue. <laughs> it's got the question. Oh, <clears throat> I'd bet the farm the questions in this issue. And then you'd be happy. But then you'd be like, what about Lois Lane reading newspapers with burning Superman logos being upset? <laughs> that doesn't happen. And you're like, well, what did it promise? Did it, promise? did it promise the question or did it promise burning newspapers? Yeah, if you pick this up because you want to see a paper newspaper burned with an S on there, then you probably should not be reading comics. Cause... Well, Superman's not in the issue at all. Clark Kent's in the issue. Clark Kent is Superman, though. Without the suit, though, who is he? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's a good question. There should be a whole book just about that. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Literally that. <laughs> <laughs> Naked Superman. Am I Clark Kent or am I Superman? You don't know. But if they, what, what would they name it? Because if they <laughs> named it like Naked Superman, then it'd be like, well, he's Superman. Says so in the title. <laughs> if you're like naked Clark Kent, then you'd be like, oh, there you go. You're answering your own question. That's true. That'd be kind of difficult then, wouldn't it? It'd be a black label book for sure. Okay, so the cover, she uncovered the most dangerous secret in the DC universe. Now she just has to prove it. So I'm assuming that's what the story is going to be. <clears throat> but this seemed more like it was just, I don't know, I can't imagine this continuing exactly the way it is. Because in here, yeah, she's got some secret. Was that the secret she was talking about? Because I, I thought it had to do with, um, I assumed it had to do with uh, Heroes in Crisis, where she learned about all that, but I guess not. Or her alcoholism. Or her alcoholism. Yes, Enemy of the People Part 1, so. So you didn't like it? Eh, eh. For a first issue, it was alright. What was it doing? Introducing a character? What does she do? She writes stories. Alright, she did it. And there's something so, going on with Russia. She might have to fight the Russians themselves. Well, we're 12 issue, 12 issues only, so. 
better pick it up in the second one. Yeah. No, it's a, I like it. it. I mean, it's not terrible. Yeah, it, it just if it's all current politics about, hey, we want to take Trump down. Like that's kind of easy uh, pickings here. I want to see some. Uh, I would like to see her in the superhero world. You know what I mean? Finding something mm-hmm. out and her taking something down. That's much more powerful than her, you know, through her investigation and all of that, mm-hmm. instead of her taking Trump down. It's more like you can read this and go, you're right. Trump should be doing that. It's like, okay. What's your point? Whoa. I get it. I'm totally getting my news from these funny books. <laughs> well, there's that too. I can't wait to vote this year. <laughs> it's, next, it's next year. Oh. <laughs> well, okay. then. Then too. Right. <laughs> I'll vote then too. Anyway. Whenever, whenever my comics tell me to vote, that's when I'm a vote. <laughs> that's when I'm a vote. This machine <laughs> kills fascists. Uh, anyway, so yeah, it's so all right. It, it could easily go down very quickly. I'm, I'm just curious what the point of it is, or each issue is just going to be her taking, you know, taking somebody else down. Well, Ruck is pretty good with the Superman, so I mean, mm-hmm. I don't. It's got to be. It's got to be pretty. I mean, it can't be terrible. Oh, it's not. Like I said, they're just introducing a character. I think they did for a number for the first book. Introducing her and showing you that she writes stories and she's gonna like you know put this world on its head or something. Like they did it, and she fucks with Superman. So hey now. So there you go. Hey now. So yeah. So Deathstroke forty five. Yep. Children of a lesser god. Deathstroke IP book one longest title ever. Just uh, uh, priest. <laughs> oh, there are the children of lesser god. I'm looking at the cover, so I'm like, wait, where does it uh, say that? It says uh, who's uh, under the mask. You gotta look at the cover at the end, Mike. Sorry, look, I looked at the cover don't. too early. No, no, children, I know what happens yeah. in the, the book now. Oh shit! <laughs> Writer, priest, uh, Francisco Pizarin as a penciler, and your inkers or your colorers, Jason Baz and. Wade Vaughn, oh my god. Graw Badger? Graw Badger, whatever that means. And Jeremy okay. Cox did the colors. I had a video production teacher in high school named Mr. Cox. <laughs> that must have been fun. Well, I was like senior in 11th and 12th grade, so honestly it wasn't kind of run its course, right? Like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, this uh taken up right where it left off, like every Deathstroke issue that's been out in DC's uh, Rebirth. Uh, starts with a little fake-out. I guess you're supposed to believe that is Deathstroke killing everybody. But it's who rose. That's what can we I, learned. Can I jump in for a second here? So, no. so on the opening no. page, where the Children of Lesser God, well, I'm going to do it anyway. And the Children <laughs> of Lesser God, so you see the close-up of, of, him, sta- of him or her standing there on her, on her knees. Squatting. Squatting. <laughs> I don't know what she's doing. Cop if it's her. squat. We don't know yet. Cop uh, squat. It's got the lo- a D with a um, target on it. Has that always been Deathstroke's logo? Does Deathstroke have a logo? Where did that come from? I don't know. That's You'd so weird. It's more than likely I'm going to say yes. But I haven't paid attention to the costumes. Then that's Death Target, not Deathstroke. i got to come up with something else. If you want to say stroke, but we'll move on. Like, whoa, is that dead shot? No. <laughs> no. It's death stroke. I'm getting more of a dead shot vibe out of that logo. <laughs> Just a bit. But, I don't know so. what they have to do for a stroke. That'll be definitely black label. That would be definitely black label. So this uh yeah, Rose shows up, 
as she uh, promised, take care of Slade's last contract, you know, and uh, and then she runs into Shadow. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I only know Shadow from uh, the Arrow series in the beginning. So okay, I yeah, I don't know. Have we seen? Sh- I don't remember seeing Shadow in the comics at all. I hadn't, didn't watch the Arrow series. I haven't read Green Arrow the book. I haven't read Red Arrow, so I wouldn't know. But supposedly, spoilers, she is Red Arrow's mother. And uh, they start battling it out. And, oh, it also cuts into uh, Jericho and his new fiance, or new boyfriend who wants to be his fiance. But he's uh, got to go after Rose, save her. Uh, and there's a the big debate between Shadow and uh, Rose being... If she kills, she's not a killer, and Shadow knows it, so, you know, she's going to kill the target, whatever, the, what's the guy's name? Do you know the guy's name? I don't even know the guy's name. It was, it was Lovac. Lovac. Lovac, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and then... Uh, so, he's from Assassin's Creed. There you go. Now we're also a video game. There you go. Perhaps shitty movie pod as well. Shitty <laughs> movie. Was did they put him in the was Novak in the Assassin's Creed movie? I don't know, but it's that what the uh, what are those guys? The uh, Knights of Templar. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So that wasn't in uh, the movie. I don't think. I don't know. Didn't see it. Oh, I did. And it was shitty. Um. I don't remember. It was not good. Okay. But I watched the whole thing. It's not like I turned it off, or I was like, you know what? Fuck this! I got better things to do with my time. <laughs> uh, unlike that one, watch I watched all three of those uh, Maze Runner movies at like once, and I was like, "Damn!" By the end, I was like, "I should have stopped after that first one." Oh, really? Ended it on a high note. I didn't realize yeah. three of them. Yeah, unfortunately. Well, the guy got really hurt. Uh, it's a this is a different pod altogether. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, Shadow uh, takes the, takes the kill. Right before Jericho shows up, and now a little brother and sister rivalry ensues because Jericho knew all along that the Teen Titans had killed their father and wasn't sharing that info with Rose. Rose takes off, uh, and then Jericho's left beaten like he was in the last. And this issue ends like the last issue. The exact. I, this is what. It's a great. Okay. Everything Priest does, even with this issue where it's like everything's referenced back to like another, there's like probably what, another four or five references in this issue, mm-hmm. three three or four, where it's like, remember this happening? Like even the guy, you know, the whole Bosnian thing that goes back to the the Lovat guy, that goes back to when Superman showed up on the tanker, remember? Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, who, yeah. that's who he was going after, so that's like his only open contract left. That's right, yeah. And, th- and then it goes to, uh, what is it? Uh I don't even see what, I don't want to, like, I can't see this. I don't know. There's a few other ones in this one where it comes out, and it's like, those are, like, so it always goes back to everything, but this one, I guess it's just because of this is our, this is our first taste of a villain year, the year of the villain, because it's like, oh, we're going to make you end your issue exactly like you ended your last issue, where Jericho's... Jericho broke it at the funeral for Deathstroke. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and they yeah. broke him, and they're like, "You need to join the Justice League, the Doom." Yeah, they did that, didn't they? Yeah. And now 
you know, Lex shows up with the proposal. I guess we should have done Justice League first. But, so yeah, here's, well, I guess Lex Luthor, Apex Lex, if you, as you have, that's what they refer to him right now. Yeah, he's Apex, Apex Lex now. He's hybrid Lex and well, this, uh, Martian. Yeah, this goes perfectly into Justice League. So, but yeah, so, so there's there's this whole offer thing. If you, <clears throat> if you saw any of the uh, solicits or the list of the Year of the Villain, I so remember there, in the the book, the free comic book, yeah, day Wednesday that was on. Yeah, I remember seeing the solicits in that for all the. The offers were like, here's the issue of and, the offer. Yeah, and I had read all it is is every last page or every single one for the what three months. It's going to be him offering some person to join, and that's it. It's like kind of a waste. So I don't know if it's an extra page. If it's an extra page, then fine, you're adding it in. But otherwise, this is bad marketing. Where it says the year of the villain, the offer, <clears throat> and try to get people to think they need to buy this to to really add to a story. But the, that's the shame. Is this one kind of this one adds a lot to the Deathstroke story overall? No, but it's not, my point is the Deathstroke story. It's it's its own comic for Deathstroke, but the Year of the Villain portion, the the offer portion, is just one page. He offers one character in every book to join, which you could do in a single book, or you'll just when yeah. you the first or a recap book of when the story the year the villain actually gets whatever Lex's story actually is gets going he can say hey I offered it to all these villains and he said yes and he said no you know what I mean I don't know just uh I like the fact they all connect but to market it as though it may be something you need to purchase is kind of frustrating yeah well either way I thought it was a great issue I thought just without that, if you take away the last page like this this whole this yeah. is like I said my first or our first taste of year the villain and if it's this is how it's going to be, like you said, and if you want to judge this, <laughs> judge the story by its cover, it is practically. It's, so you got, is that so? That's wintergreen, right? Yes, it's supposed to be wintergreen. And Who then wintergreen? Oh yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. that's saying you, yep. yeah, okay. And then it's Deathstroke taking off his mask, and it looks like wintergreen in the mask because he has a mustache. Or is that just a shadow? It's a big blip if it guesses it as a shadow. It's it a terrible drawing a, is what it is. It looks a lot like a mustache to me. But either way, it looks like a man. I mean, look at that bicep. Yeah. They're clearly like leaning towards like, it's a guy who's under there. And it's... It was it was Rose. Either way. I don't know. But even the way... And I'm curious if they're going to continue drawing her this way the whole time. But even when she's in the costume... She's drawn like a man. Her body type, completely. That's true. Right, so it's the suit. I mean, you could say it's a suit, but no other character is ever drawn like that. No other female character is drawn like that. Right, you're not going to convince... You, you, they always draw it so you know. Look, I mean, look at Shadow. Look at her body. You could tell. She, if you take her, if you put a mask on her, you know it's a female. Well, she couldn't make a new suit, though. So she couldn't make, like, a suit with, like... <laughs> so it should be just baggy on her. I don't should know. just be what? So if she can't if it's not tight fitting on her to make it look like a woman, yeah, and it should be baggy on her. I'll see her running around in Deathstroke suit like her a uh, kid trying to run around his father in her father's suit and doesn't quite fit. And that'd be that'd be kind of funny. And all the magic of the icon suit, it like can't take your form either. Like <laughs> exactly. So well, so I don't no. know. Like maybe the suit is I don't know it. it uh, Deathstroke really ha he's older, so he doesn't have defined muscle tone. So the suit is all the muscle tone. 
Let's go with that. Why is that thing? Oh, I guess it's like the sun coming in from the window to gleaming off his head. And in this, like, the, his mask, very fabric-y, very loose. But, like, the Deathstroke mask is like a solid yeah, like, goalie-style mask. So she it's even like, throws it a couple times, doesn't she? Yeah, I mean, you know. You yeah. know. So, I don't know. Not a very good cover. No. Not at all. Especially if you don't know who Wintergreen is. You're like, why is the janitor, like, asking? <laughs> you! <laughs> well, They're supposed you? to give you... <laughs> I don't know. They're supposed to send somebody else. They're supposed to send the kid from last time. Why are you here to, to scrub the toilets? <laughs> God damn, damn it. it. So, uh, speaking of God damn it, Justice League 27. Uh-huh. Tinian. See, I got it right this time. Uh, and uh, Fernandez. Javier Fernandez? No. I don't know. And Hi-Fi the colorist. There you go. You got the colorist. Thank it you. Was Javier, it was Javier Fernandez. It's Javier Tenium. Fernandez, yeah. Bru- and then Bruno Redondo also. And then Hi-Fi Ooh. did the colors. Redondos. Redondoing. In Redondo Beach. Redondo. 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 So, you know, the last <clears throat> issue, do you remember how it ended? Cliffhanger. Lionel Luther showing up about to sucker punch. Yep. Martian Manhunter in the head. Yep. Well, that, that was fake. That was a true fake out. That was as big of a fake out as you can get. It was actually, uh, what, Dr. Ivo and Amazo. And uh, they're the ones that are uh, after Martian Manhunter. And Ivo reveals that he was promised, what, Martian Manhunter as a payment for continuing Lionel's work to try to figure out the ultimate hybrid Martian man hybrid to make an apex predator right that's what it was mm-hmm. that's what lionel was working on yep and so yeah ivo believes alexa's dead so he's just continuing his work just for fun and uh tons of amazo bots or whatever cyborg things but they're all incomplete and uh who shows up to rescue martian manhunter but hot girl i think that's a pretty cool picture where she's blowing up uh the head of the Amazobot. Oh, yeah. Just takes her mace and yeah, the first shatters one. his face. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And so, battle ensues. And then, oh, oh, oh. And then, the cover. The death of Starman? Oh. No. No. He's fine. Not only is he not dead, he is fine. He's back up. Whatever they did to him, they were, remember, hardly concerned for Starman. He's back. Don't worry, everybody. He's okay. <laughs> So the callback to episode two with uh, the cover, what was the last? I guess it was, yeah, I guess it was the last episode, wasn't it? But it was two weeks ago. The issue, yeah, the death of Starman. So yeah, the judge of the story by its cover, it really had no problem because he's just up and fine. Do you remember the kid's name? No, I don't remember I did not. the kid's name. So yeah. Oh, and then Marshman so, Hunter ripping that. So we were talking about the kid. Amazing. I really like the idea of this. Kid. Sorry, what? Oh, that was the next page. I was like, sorry, if you want to just talk well, about the kid. Like the, like the kid. So the kid is, this is from Snyder's run, or the story arc where they went to the sixth dimension. Mm-hmm. And you had that fake world that was created by the World Forger. He mm-hmm. created a kid between Hawkgirl and Martian Manhunter. So he just mm-hmm. created him into existence. And they brought this kid back with them to our universe. 
mm-hmm. the real universe, I guess. <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's just amazing because it's like, hey, this kid never existed before, so he just pops into existence. And I love the whole like existential crisis the kid has, asking, oh, how am I not real? Like, what am I? I don't even, I'm not even sure if I really exist. And then Starman says, hey, if you're here, you exist. Basically, you're here because you're here. But Let me I, show you. I think it's kind of messed up. It's like, yes, they just pop this kid into existence and then uh, bring him to another universe. And so what do you, how is this kid going to grow up? Like, what the hell am I? I really oh, don't exist. A, give me a hand in case I stroke out again. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> like, they, at least they brought it up again. Yeah. I, want, I want a book just of him. Like, his him going through uh, puberty, dealing with the fact that, you know, hey, everybody else has this extra, Where did I come from? He goes, well, I come from nowhere. How do you Careful. Put, put up don't with wish, Don't wish for books like that. Then you'll end up getting the cyborg book. <laughs> That's true. That is true. But, but anyway, uh, Martian Manhunter on. ripping the the brain out of Amazo like uh, a la RoboCop 2. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty dope. And then, you know, it keeps on battling. And then, uh, yeah, another offer is made. But this one is, uh, unlike the other ones, is uh, you can come find me. Eh? 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 You want to find me? So, but so, what is he? He goes, no. He says, I can give you me. So, what is Lex like? What is his all his whole motive here? He makes the offer. He's part Mar- Matt Martian now, and he goes to to his friend when he was know, a kid. I can give you me. Do we know that yet? Do we what? know he's an alien yet? Uh, I think so. I think it was in the um, that was in the uh. The drawings for him were and stuff, but, like, has it happened in a story yet? Like, when it, he died, like, all so far, it was just left with him blowing up, right? Yeah, it was that one issue, that issue that had three different stories in it. Yeah. I what was it called? The, and I thought they talked about it in there. Oh, boy. Then he was mixing, because he, he came, became Apex Lex there. More riveting. I mean, maybe not. <clears throat> but I thought that's where it came from. Are you? Is your source reliable? No, I'm. My source is my memory, and it's very unreliable. I don't know. I don't have it sorted. I don't know where it is. I don't know, but it just kind of cracks me up. And he looks like he's got this weird smirk on his face. I can give you me. Yeah, I don't know. He does look like a lot like a Martian in this one too. They're not really yeah. hiding it. They're not hiding it at all. <clears throat> Weird costume choice with the, on this last page, especially with the Martian Manhunter and that thing that hangs down in front of his groin. Like, mm-hmm. this one, it looks like it's just his groin is just growing. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway. And I don't even mentioned before, I love that the um, the droid, I guess that's, you know, only for phones and uh, Star Wars, but the droid he uses to fly down and make the offer is a little uh, Legion of Doom mm-hmm. skull house. Whatever yeah. that there, you got to stay on brand, Mike. You got to stay on brand. It's 2019. <laughs> exactly, I like it. It's awesome. <laughs> he uses his own so little this... thing. I was so happy when they brought that back from the uh, Super Friends. Meanwhile, oh. back at the Legion of Doom. Oh, and they met up with the anti, or they met up with the Monitor, right? Did we leave that whole part out? So we, yeah, you skipped all that. So the middle of the book, you got the main set of um, the, Justice, the Justice League back at the Hall of Heroes. Okay. And, and so they... Forger's talking to the monitor and basically giving a recap of all the different crises that occurred. 
and uh, yeah. tying it up to now. And they're asking him, hey, please help us out. And he goes, oh, yeah. We also need um, the anti-monitor. That's basically all it was. Can you help us? Yeah. He goes, sure. But I'm sure he knew that. Hmm? No. And they were on nil, by the way. They weren't at the Hall of Heroes. Really? I don't know. Yeah. I guess the art wasn't that great. I didn't know where they uh, were. No. That, oh. But it's the art of Superman saying where they are. That That's true. What, super sexy what is this place? pose. Nil. I've been here before. Yeah, so I guess I... Uh, Look at that it, pose, though, uh-huh. where he's like flexing his abs and everything. He's like, <laughs> nil. But anyway. Yeah, so yeah, they found half of the... Which, what you thought this story would be the... Like, oh, here's the struggle. They're going to have to try to find the monitor and the anti-monitor. It's like, oh, the monitor? Done. Check. Three pages. Check. Found him. Mm-hmm. He's with us. Struggle over. Yeah, there's a lot going on. And then so, Martian Manhunter back to Lex, right? Yeah, so. We'll see. They're really playing up this Lex and uh, John Jones connection. Yeah, buddy. So if you judge this story by its cover, or this cover by its story, what do you got? Justice League going after Perpetua? Didn't happen at all. Who are the children of Perpetua? We know. The Monitor and the Anti-Monitor. And, and you know the World Forger. So. All three of them. We already know who three of them are. And none of them are on the cover. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Because... If you let's say you picked this again, like you said, this is the first issue. Well, Tinian wrote, wrote it, right? Maybe that's why. But anyway, you pick up this issue and you say, "Hey, I want to find out who the children of Perpetua are." Does it really tell you that? No, I don't, I don't think it tells you that. No, nowhere does it get into that at all. Is it like, oh yeah, yeah that's just uh, around this corner over here? And it's not even. I mean, I guess it goes a little bit deeper into the monitor, but it doesn't go deeper into the forger and doesn't even show the anti-monitor. So no, it's pretty awful. So even on that level. Overall, though, like Deathstroke, I guess that one does move. It moved the 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 overall story again. It did move it forward. They found, you know, they were, in the last issue they were looking for the two monitors. They found one of them. You did get the a bit really crappy tie up of Lionel Luther still being alive, and you know you get that Ivo Amazo battle, which is pretty cool. But then, like you said, it's just that offer at the end where it's like, okay, here's this now. Come back next week, and it's like, well, we would have anyway, but. Yeah, that's the that's the editor saying, or you know, not, I don't know if it's literally Dandadio, but it's the company saying, hey, we're going to have to tie all these together. We need a big event. I do have to say, though, <clears throat> it's been they've done it much worse in the past, where they said you have to have an event, and they did like an entire month of the villain month, and they forced us to write stories that nobody cared about. So at least Zero if they month. have to do it, this is, the, this is the way to do it, where it's one page you don't care about, except entire, instead of an entire book you don't care about. But we don't get the lenticular covers with this one, then. <laughs> that is true, too. Uh, and the odd numbering of, like, 43A, or whatever <laughs> it was, or 43.1. Oh, yeah, that was terrible. Good times. Good but anyway, times. I'm really liking this whole run. Even you know, oh. even though Tenyon wrote the story, I'm liking Snyder's whole run. It is oh. really insane, but it sort of makes sense. Like, after you read enough of it, you're like, wow, I think I know where this is. I mean, I, I think I can follow what's happening. Yeah, but it is- it, it's it's like the opposite. It's like a really good book, but it's also the opposite of like Death Deathstroke. They're both. I don't know. I think they're both two of the best books that DC has. Mm-hmm. Deathstroke is like that one super overarching story that you get, and all the all the callbacks that you could ever want, and you know, things just tying in together left and right while like keeping you going. And then Justice League with the 
the epic scale of like the cosmic stuff and every story feels like it's going to change something for the better you do you get a lot of character introduction just like Deathstroke it's like I don't know they're doing both those books are I think they're two of my favorite ones so far out of Rebirth oh yeah yeah they've been really good I fully agree so if you're agreeing with that then you got to agree that it's time for the news that's all I got I was supposed to look that damn sound bite up but Oh, well, you could still do it. You could just put it over this piece we're talking about it right uh, now. No, it's too late. It's ah, too late. fine. Maybe. Just Maybe. listen to your... Do, 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 do. I can't even do that. There you go. <clears throat> All right, I don't know. What do I have here? Uh, <laughs> This is a couple of weeks old, but it kind of cracks me up. So Marvel apparently... And this is all real stuff. Apparently Marvel is turning some of its comics, like Ultimate Spider-Man, Ultimate X-Men, Daredevil, The Man Without Fear, into audiobooks. I don't know how well that's going to work. Wait, the bu- wait. What are they turning? What are they turning into the audio book? I, I I don't know. I don't know if they're writing new stories or they're taking comics and turning them into an audio book. So they, I don't think enough sound effects. So they can have all of that, but it just seems kind of weird to me to turn a comic book into an audio book. This is how we're going to increase the market. Let's take a purely visual medium and and turn it into an audio audio. I don't know. That's kind of like what we're doing, though. But we're talking about that. Fine. Maybe it'll work. Talking about a visual medium to people that might not even have looked at it, and we hardly even describe it. We just we don't even do it very well. But we're not good at it. (laughs) But at least Marvel Marvel should be good at what they do. That's true. Yeah. Get get your act together, Marvel. So maybe, I don't know. I found that kind of interesting. We'll see. They did that, uh, that dynamic. Like, you know, the when they were doing all the digital... Like, DC was doing all those weekly digital, like, Injustice and then Batman 66 and all those, like, Wonder Woman. Remember all those digital books they were doing? Mm-hmm. And Marvel, they tried to jump on that bandwagon. And then when they came out, theirs were, like, uh, dynamic. They had sound effects and, like, explosion panel moving. It was pretty weird. They tried oh, to, yeah. so they're, mm-hmm. I think they're always trying. They're always yeah. trying to, like, innovate. It might be interesting. I it, it just when it popped up, like when I started seeing, it, I'm like audiobook, comic book into an audiobook is that going to work? I mean, there was a there was a podcast, uh, Wolverine podcast. I didn't end up not I ended up not finishing it because Wolverine almost didn't show up at all and nothing happened. It was about two cops following a murder that they thought was committed by Logan, and it may have eventually gone somewhere, but it was quite boring at at first. I've read less than like four or five issue uh, episodes. They turn them into they turn like comic books into novels, don't they? Yeah, yeah, they do that too. Okay, fine. So it'll work. Okay. Whatever. So it's just all news right. then. It's not funny news. <laughs> so, nothing, nothing funny about that. Nothing funny great about idea. That. It's all good. It's a great just, idea. Ah, right. <laughs> but we'll we'll go on to you talk you mentioned uh, Marvel jumping on a bandwagon. Par, apparently Marvel's jumping on the deceased bandwagon because right around the time when deceased ends, Marvel zombies will be coming back. Oh, I was about to say, whoa, whoa, they can't jump on a bandwagon that they're already being a bandwagon of being jumped on. It, it's all circles, I don't know. It's oh been several years since Marvel Zombies came out. DC is what, it's a brand new idea. It's a brand new what idea. Was the, what was the last one? Do you know? Marvel Zombies? I don't know. It was, it was quite a while ago, though. I think I read four and five. Yeah. Last time I had uh, the app. The Marvel app. What is that called? Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. Yeah. It always it always cracks me up because, like you said, and you've mentioned it many times, how they um, 
how they copy each other. And so, Marvel yeah, Marvel did it first, right? And, and it was it was actually Robert Kirkman that started it. And then he created his own comic, a little comic called uh, The Walking Dead. And then uh, now it's just weird, funny that Marvel is like, hey, Deceased is doing one? Oh, but we do Marvel Zombies. Because <laughs> see somebody at, at, at Marvel going, I got a great idea. Let's make some Marvel comics that are our, our, our own characters turn into zombies. And someone whisper so much. We run that, that in. Not only did we do it, we ran it into the ground. <laughs> yeah, nobody remembers. Do it. It was like right. Howard the Duck and Machine Man were like the heroes of the last. It's like, you know, they already oh. went so. Everybody had already <laughs> been so dead. Do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, that's, that's crazy. I'll um, still, maybe, no, I doubt I'll read it. Maybe yeah, I'm sure I won't read it. We'll see. If, if, it, if, if you read anything about it, it says it's any good, maybe we'll read it. Um, I don't know. Did you ever read Mad Magazine as a kid? Oh, yeah. Are you, are you sad to find out that they're not going to be making any more new Mad Magazines? Yeah, I, saw, I actually saw, that, saw that, that made that made mainstream media. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't know. I guess it makes sense. I was more upset when Cracked went away. Oh, oh really? I always liked Mad better than Cracked. Uh, <laughs> you want to talk about biting uh-huh. somebody's style and <laughs> jumping on a bandwagon. No, Mad was always better, for sure. Yeah. With the fold-ins. Uh-huh. Oh, the fold-ins were great. Yeah. The almighty Oller. Yeah, <laughs> spy versus spy. spy yeah, uh, I love those uh, the comic strips that were like a look into life mm-hmm. and like oh, the yeah, doctor one. Those, that one guy was always like that. He looked like Hank Hill, but he's uh-huh. always at the doctor. And that doctor was always like <laughs> screwing him over. Yep. He was like, yeah, he had that pipe and shit. Yeah, and then uh, the the what the they always did the spoof, right? Whatever they were spoofing, like the movie or the Simpsons or whatever they were spoofing. But then they also had a those like double page spreads that were like almost like where was Waldo? But there was just like so much stuff going on in them, and you could literally stare at the pictures for like hours, like looking at all the different little things happening. Like it'd be like an airport, and it'd be like hella crazy shit. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, good yeah. Those things, those things were awesome. Those were hilarious. Yeah, but I haven't read it for years, so. Well, no. I'm and then and it. I did read on some one of those stupid internet articles that I usually don't like. But someone was talking about the Mad Magazine and you know how it ended, and how it's ending, and <clears throat> like it is kind of sad. But if you think about it, that's all the internet is, right? Social media and memes and whatnot. When Mad came out, you didn't have that. Whereas now, everybody has their own podcast and everybody has their own um, um, mind ad, whatever they're, stuff they're adding, you know, online for any, you know, making fun of anything instantly. So no, Mad Magazine coming back to it is it's going to be like ripping off anything that happens online. Doesn't well, quite work Mad, anymore. That's what Mad Magazine stands for, though, right? What is it? Mind ad. Does it? I have no idea. Yeah, my, it's mind ad. That's huh. what, <laughs> interesting. For, yeah, so like you said, everybody has their own mind ad already. Yeah, so. yeah I did not know that. Um, Boom! I just taught you something. Holy cow! That's only because yeah. If you look at, I remember issues like it's written really, really small next to the M. Really? The I N. Look that the up. I N D. I'm pretty sure. That's pretty cool. So, um, who's, whose new segment is this? It's, it's all yours. It's all good. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> um, let's see. So, at the end of, so everybody's asking, at the end of uh, Heroes in Crisis, what the hell's going to happen in the Flash to Wally West? Apparently, he's got his own, like, six issue book by, oh, shoot, who was writing it? I didn't write down who's writing it. Uh, called Flash Forward. Uh, D- D- Dan DiDio says Wally West will become an integral part of the DCU. So, don't worry, everyone. Wally West will be back and he'll be okay. So uh, I don't know. 
Don't know what to do. And like Tom King screwed him up, and Dio's like, "Damn it! Somebody get over here and write a Wally West story and fix all the mess that uh, Tom King made." Or is it just like, "Here's the time to cash in on white people like Wally West." Yeah. Maybe we should cash in on this, but we killed him in that story. Ah, <laughs> uh, just bring him back, bring him back, bring him back. Bring yeah, him. they always kill him. So this time he didn't really kill him. I guess he did, and they went back and fixed it. But they threw him in jail because he killed everybody else. Well, are you so excited about a Wally West story? What? Are you excited for another Wally West story? I'm just very curious because they brought him back, right, for re- in rebirth, and they just ruined him. And so are you going to really continue it or not? But apparently they're, they are trying to make him into something. Hmm. I was hoping, that, you know, why bring him back if you're not going to do anything with him? Yeah, you're right. And then, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if I was going to, it's already about an hour. I don't know if anybody cares about this. I was going to go into New 52 and some comments George Perez made. Some long comments. I don't know. Do you care about the... Yeah, uh... yeah why not? All right. Well, Bonus so... content. Bonus content. We're going to gonna go over the hour it will and then i've got one more i've got a uh comic book here but uh so so new 52 came out and nobody really liked it right and it seemed felt like they all had one um i liked it okay sorry we both of us liked it and it was <clears throat> it, we just jumped back at the comics and but it was all one tone right and it seemed like they were where i'm going with this is dc went from this is the way everything's going to be. It seemed like they were dictating everything, right? And it was like, everything had one tone. To now, ah, you got a story, you write it. You got a story, you write it. We'll just create Black Label. We'll create <laughs> Wonder Comics. Whatever you guys want to do, you do it. All right? So it, it always felt like it was a big shift. Mm-hmm. Well, George Perez, who drew, what, the new Teen Titans, right? one of the, well, much beloved Teen Titans, said, uh, of, uh, regard- he, he ended up writing the New 52 Superman, right? that book that came out. Mm-hmm. So he goes, they made me not care. I don't think I really got a chance to really create as opposed to, you know, follow the dictates of what we have in mind. Put your name on it. And they and they couldn't make up their minds what they wanted from day to day. So that started to sour me. He's like, I would send in the script, and then they would do the editing and whatever changes and send it back to me. Until so I finally just said, here's your script. <laughs> However it's printed, whatever the final product is, it's your job. If fans love it, fantastic. My name's attached to it. If they don't like it, I can't help that. Even though my name's still attached to it, Perez said. So basically, he's saying, like, that, you know, there are always rumors of, you know, how different companies run. And you don't have, if, I feel like this is how the Marvel movies are made. A writer, a, they write a set of script in, and uh, they come back going, oh, this is what we're going to do. And so George Perez is flat out saying that anything he wrote was changed. And Mar- and DC just said, nope, this is what it's going to be. I'm going to put your name on it and move on. Seems kind of crappy way to uh, well, run a company. That's why it failed. Which is why it failed, yeah. right? Yeah. That's exactly why I failed, right? And then that's why everybody was clamoring for let the artists, you know, let the writers write their story. Let yep. them write the stories they want to tell. And that's what we're getting now. And that's why we have a lot of good stories, I'd say. But then you also get, like, you know, Tom King's Batman. Yeah. And then you get... So, so I mean, there's always a balance. Because with, with the New 52, there was a lot of continuity. And you knew exactly what was happening in the universe, sort of. When they would the stuff they try to keep with the original stuff, but like you said, you get bad stories that just didn't feel right. Whereas now, like you said, you get all these good stories that are coming out, and some of them are bad, like Tom King. But at least he got the chance to to write what he wanted to write, you know. So it was just inter- yeah. interesting to hear to hear someone who was well respected in DC say, uh, "Yeah, they kind of screwed with everything." Yeah, that's good. That is funny. 
like we always had the suspicion too that it was like these stories seem like they're just pushing a main agenda instead of like getting us like everything else is in the background but it's mm-hmm. like at the same time nothing's really happening and here comes villain month and zero it, month uh-huh. and how many robins have there been it's only been five years but yep. there's four robins and oh boy and it Eesh. seems like it's, it's showing up in the sales too dc has been winning a lot of months in sales that's cool because you never would have gone like a deceased back then <clears throat> no hell no hell no <laughs> Right. So now here's the uh, the game. Let's see oh. if I can come up with one next week. Okay. But here's one this week. All right. Uh, a comic called You Are Obsolete. So what is this about? Here's your first option. A disgraced journalist is called to cover a mysterious story on an isolated European island. As she investigates, she, just, she discovers the children have taken control and are somehow killing off all adults by their 40th birthdays. Now, she must discover the truth behind the killings while staying on the good side of the children's harsh leader, or she's next. You Are Obsolete is, an, is a spine-tingling thriller that evokes the eerie naturalism of 1970s horror films with a modern, deadly digital twist. Whoa. <clears throat> next, <clears throat> planned obsolescence has been a sales technique for digital products for many years. It has nearly become a way of life every time you buy an, a new, smart, quote-unquote, phone. Have you ever thought about where all your old devices end up when you turn them in? Have you ever thought about what will happen when your technology becomes sentient and decides you are obsolete? This spine-tingling thriller evokes the terror of 1980s techno-thrillers with a modern, deadly, digital twist. (laughs) It's going to go through every every generation. Uh, The next one. (laughs) Sunrise Nursing Home has always been a serene place for citizens of Foster, Nebraska to spend their twilight years. Recently, however, the head nurse has noticed fewer and fewer family members have been visiting their loved ones. He thinks it is a shame his residence family members don't come to see how well they are doing, how uncharacteristically well they are doing for their age. <clears throat> it's almost as if they seem younger, ever since their family stopped coming around. That can't be, can it? He thinks. You are obsolete. Is a spine-tingling thriller that evokes the grotesque imagery of Cronenberg horror with a modern, deadly, digital twist. Oh boy, that's good stuff. <laughs> I'd I'd like to see that that second one because of the singularity and all that. You know how much I love uh, <laughs> the thought of robots taking mm-hmm. over and destroying us all. Uh, first one, Lord of the Flies esque. No, not really, Lord of the Flies. I guess. What was? Has there ever been one like that where the children, children of the corn? There you go. The children of the corn. Yep. Yeah, children of the corn taking over, killing off the adult at forty. That's a pretty good one. And then, uh, so what the, you're saying the people at the elderly home are de-aging because in the third one? In the third one, it's, uh, yeah, they're obsolete, right? They're being sent to uh, uh, okay. nursing home yeah. as though they're obsolete, but no, you are obsolete. I gotcha. Because I'm fighting miss- back there. Gotcha. Hmm. I'm going to say the real one. It's weird that there's two of them that deal with age. One, the opposite of the other either. Okay. Well, yeah, because you got the kids killing off the older people. Mm -hmm. And then you got the old folks home where it's like they're taking, like the old people are fighting back at the youth. So, yeah. 
I'm going to go with number two because I like robots. Yes. It's two to one now, right? Because it's number one. Oh, <laughs> it was number one? It was number one. It's yeah. really good. Yeah. Oh, I was going to go only because of the 70s thing. I wasn't thinking that. I was like, no, yeah. I don't get the set. Mike dropped the ball on that one. No, but they did. It's funny because they wrote horror. H-O-R-R-O-R. Very weird. And it says, you are obsolete as an spine-tangling thriller. So even I, I jumbled that up, but that's how it was written in the uh, article. It's like a, it's like reading the descriptions on the Gundam boxes. Oh, it's like, <laughs> basically. It's like they just translate it from uh, the Japanese box like straight to English. And it's like they don't do any grammar check or anything. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. So, <laughs> it's yeah. hilarious. So we're at, we're at two to one now, right? Yeah, now you got me again. Well, it ha- no, it has to be. This is episode four. We've done it. Oh. So is it two to two or is it three to one? I think it's two two. I'd only gotten one wrong before, so. All right. It's a tie game. Next time. It's tied? All right. It's tied. I don't know what this <laughs> is going for. It's that eternal score. I don't know, but uh, I thought it would be interesting if we uh, kept score. Well, uh, do you know what's coming up next week at all? Have you what? looked ahead? No. I have not. You haven't looked into the future. No? Don't no, I haven't. Do I have to do it as we speak? Sure. People can listen to this or they can say, uh, good night, dear. Just, just end, the, end the fucking episode. <laughs> <laughs> you could just, you could just press stop now. You know that, right? <clears throat> well, then screw it. Fine. All right. Well, until next week, uh, good night, Mike. Good night, No, Dieter. it's not even good. It's not even good night. It's supposed to be goodbye. See here? Okay. All right. Start over. Until next week. Goodbye, Mike. Goodbye, Dieter.